Welcome to For the Love of Books, Bees Books Edition, a podcast by North Lancashire Libraries. Hi, this is Barry. And this is Jenny. And we're here to talk about Bees Books. I was waiting for you to jump in there. I was going to jump in and then I hesitated too long. I've just made it awkward now. But now next time you won't know. I won't know either way. I'm going to come and have a thought. But thank you, I appreciate the space that you made for me. <laughs> so, the theme that we gave uh, us this time is based on one of, I think both our yes. favourites, certainly mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love reinterpretations and retellings and reimaginings mm-hmm. as B asked us to reimagine. Yes. So, I'm really excited to know what book have you chosen for B. So, I have chosen not the book I was originally going to choose. Um, I have chosen Scarlet by Genevieve Cogman. Um, and what I'm a fantastic a cover. cover! And I want you to read the 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 the, the Oh right, loud. France, seventeen ninety three. Revolutionaries want blood, but vampires bite back. <laughs> so yes, it's the French Revolution, but with vampires. Excellent! I loved it, but I need to see what your book is. Oh, that's is. fantastic! But just before I forget, mm-hmm. sorry. That just reminded me of Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <gasps> oh, I have seen this, but I've not. I haven't read it. it. I own a copy in somewhere, mm-hmm. but yes, I haven't read it either. Mine is a book you might not be as excited by because you've read it. <sighs> well, you've not read the second one. I don't think no, you got this happened. far, but it's a series that Jenny. I don't. I. I wouldn't go as far as to say hates. No, no, no. But is very off. And yes. is like make a grumpy face is that, <laughs> but I it's genuinely one of my favorite series in the whole world, which is you know like we have similar tastes but Absolutely. different opinions. And I'll just I'll say what it is. <laughs> it's, so the book that I'm holding up is the second book in the series. It's called The Last Graduate. The first book is called A Deadly Education, and it's a trilogy called the Sholoman series. I think that's how you pronounce it. Um, but yes, and it's by Naomi Novik. And I've read a few of her other books and I really like her style. This one I thought was uh, different. It's set in um, a magical boarding school, which, you know, you think, oh, Hogwarts. It's not Hogwarts. It's definitely not Hogwarts. No. And I think that's where our opinions, sort of differing opinions come from. For you, it reminded you too much yes. of Hogwarts. And for me, it was like... it. Yeah, for me, it reimagined boarding school. So not Hogwarts so much mm-hmm. as... Just the boarding school genre, which I'll talk about a little bit more. But I like that both of us have chosen spooky kind of things. Maybe because we're recording on Halloween. We are indeed, yes. So you have <laughs> vampires. I have an array of monsters mm-hmm. in my books. But yes, tell me about yours. Okay, so it's called Scarlet because it's based on the Scarlet Pimpernel books. Ah, I don't know if you've ever heard of I have Scarlet heard Pimpernel. of them, yes. Um, so it was written 100 years ago. Um, and basically it was a kind of lord of the manor mm. that had a kind of side life where he would go and help the aristocrats in France escape the guillotine because um, it's set around that time okay. the French Revolution oh. um, so it's yes the Scarlet Pimpernel and it's from um, a maid in the household's um, view and she gets roped into kind of helping out with one of the rescues um, but the twist is that most of the aristocrats are in fact vampires. Ah. Um, so there is a lot of aristocrats in England at that time um, that were um, vampires. And the reason that they became 
aristocrats is because basically they're very very old and they've been very very sensible with their money and you know but they're accepted in society so they're not vampires how we would think of them they're kind of accepted in england at that time um because they were aristocrats they owned a lot of land you know they built they whereas we would think that you know it's generations of the same family yeah it's the same (laughs) person but they've built up this Uh kind of portfolio you would say of land and, and things like that um so they're accepted and um, the maids in the household and um, the newest maids would give blood and basically the vampires seem to drink like a glass full of blood a day you know not like completely taking all the blood out of a person yeah they also don't make other vampires as such mm. unless there comes a time where they need to if they are dying themselves oh, or something right, like yeah. that um, and it's all very accepted and, um, you know, it's very much, you know, upstairs, downstairs, they're the lords of the manor, the maids are doing their stuff. Um, it just happens to be that the vampires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so they're not, they don't die in sunlight or anything, but they don't like sunlight uh. as such. Um, and basically at the beginning of the story, um, this maid, Eleanor, um, is in a different household of a vampire. Um, and... Lord, oh, I've forgotten his name. Lord Secret Pimpernel comes <laughs> along, um, who's a very much of a fop. He's very much of a, like, you know, a bit daft ah. and a bit kind of very interested in clothes Ooh, and things like nice. that. But this is all the kind of persona. A dandy. Yes, that is exactly mm-hmm. the word I'm looking mm-hmm. for. Um, so he's he's like that most of the time. But this maid walks into the room and they realise she looks like somebody else i'll not spoil it and tell you who mm-hmm. um so basically the vampire that she's with lends it out to this other family now make it clear the scarlet pimple is not the vampire himself okay um he is exactly like he was in the, the original stories um you know this kind of aristo that's going to save people um but so it's strange because vampires don't like letting their staff go basically the staff in the household are the families of you know, it's more generational yeah, for those yeah. than, than anything else. Um, but she also kind of wants to help. Mm. So Eleanor kind of gets farmed out. And then you're seeing it from Eleanor's point of view. Um, she susses really quickly um, that Lord Percy um, is the Scarlet Pimpernel. Um, and the other guys that come to visit, you know, are part of his team, ah, as it were. Um, and then she kind of gets roped into it. Um, and it was, it's just a, a very much different twist on that story. Um, but what I liked about it is um, the Scarlet Pimpernel himself was one of the first superheroes. One of the first people like Batman, like yeah. the Shadow, like the Phantom. Yeah, because he has like a name, a title, yes, a hustle. mystery. Yeah, like Bruce Wayne is mm-hmm. very much yeah. Lord Percy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then at night he becomes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's very... Unlike Batman, there's not loads of gadgets and things like that. It is Does he have a Batmobile version no. of a chariot? The chariot. <laughs> no. I, I, oh. Hopefully in book two. Um, <laughs> but it's more like, you know, he's very much Lord Percy to everybody else mm. and then becomes, um, you know, so he's got his own private oh, that's really yacht cool. and things like yeah. that, which they go out on and then they jump over the channel to France. Uh-huh. Maybe that could be his Batmobile. Yes. Yacht Yachtmobile. Yacht- that doesn't come no, up. That doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably why it didn't happen in the book. Um, but it's very much of, like, at that time, so there's no, nothing like that. It takes him three weeks to get to Paris. <laughs> 
you know it's it's like um, and it's fraught with danger yeah, yeah. Um, but the good thing is when they get to Paris when they get to France the vampires are not the same over there as mm. they are in England oh. they're a wee bit more vampire like oh, that we would think of right. um, so not all the aristocrats are vampires um, yeah. that he goes to save but some of them the very very old ones are very much you know want to drink your blood I was going to put in an accent there but I won't um, <laughs> very much want to basically you know yeah. take pure Eleanor and, and drink oh, all her bloods and right. things like that so it's a um, cultural thing yes well. so all of a sudden it becomes oh wait a minute we thought that these people whether they're aristocrats or vampires were a certain way in England when we go to France they're very different um, it also kind of like shows the different sides to the revolution how because she meets like one of the top guys who basically wants to guillotine everybody um, and also when they get the vampires they don't just guillotine them they, they stab them in the back of the neck with a stake as well just to make sure the death um, is <laughs> death yes exactly mm-hmm. but it kind of shows you both sides of it what the revolutionaries were trying to do and how it affected everybody else as well you know why there was starvation in the country beforehand and there was still starvation in the country because mm. you know and things like that so it's book one of a series oh right um, okay. and it's only just come out so it's not oh lovely um, yeah. I'm looking forward to book two um, but at the end of it um, not to spoil it too much but she kind of becomes one of the team basically oh. you know she was just kind of loaned yeah. but now she becomes one of the team so I want to see where it goes from there. This is a really interesting subgenre because I'm not even taken aback by it. Like obviously there's <laughs> Abraham Lincoln, what what is it, Vampire Hunter, mm-hmm. the movie. But I'd also read a book which was similar. Like it was set in old times, olden times, and there was like an English French, I think, war going on. You know, there had there's been oh, so yeah. many. <laughs> um, but the aristocrats in that book, and I can't remember the name. But basically, they were zombies. So they, they, and like they just like everybody knew, mm-hmm. and it was not spoken of. Like you know, in the, that kind of Victorian thing, you don't speak about such uncouth things. So they had like euphemisms for it. Uh-huh. But it was yeah, basically like alive people and not quite alive people, <laughs> but still sort of alive. So yeah, it's that I I didn't realize that it was this thriving. Uh, I quite genre. like the idea as well, yeah, though, because it does like put these things that we do talk about now because vampires you mm-hmm. know witches werewolves and things like that are very much now yeah as we think of them true. and i like the idea that some authors are taking them and putting them in different times and yeah reimagining them yes yeah, so uh-huh, making I them i love it different yeah for sure i, I surprisingly uh, found a connection between your vampires mm-hmm. and this book Excellent. because i was just reading like some author interviews and things um just before we started recording and uh naomi is my friend now naomi first name <laughs> basis uh she basically so when she was 10 years old she'd heard this legend and it was referenced in Dracula as well uh-huh. so like the the book mm-hmm. um of this uh school of dark arts called the Sholomans, where all these students study in the dark and they, there's no teachers or anything and they're studying dark arts like these wizards and after like you know they're all educated and whatever they just go and it's like they they cut off from the rest of the world, but they're studying there. And then they go, and the price for this education is that the last graduate soul is consumed by oh. the school. So this has been like so she's kind of reimagining that as well. Yeah. Like that's 
stuck with her since she was 10 mm-hmm. and that formed the seed of this idea so it's similar in this uh, book it's basically so it starts off with well i'll tell you about the two characters that play the major role so there's l who uh, for all intents and purposes the school seems to want to make a dark witch mm-hmm. or like an evil sorceress and she's resisting that and she could she has the power to become a dark witch but she has like i think a moral compass that doesn't allow her to and on the other spectrum there's orion who is this very um sort of uh, stereotypical hero saving saving everybody you know looks good is popular all this but they're in uh, so you know the tropes in like a magical school mm-hmm. sort of but being subverted because the school itself um there are no um holidays there's no vacation summer vacation or whatever and also the only way that you can get out of the school is you can graduate uh or you can die oh. like those you know those are the only two options you either graduate or you die and sometimes you die while you are graduating oh, okay. because the ceremony involves um the graduation ceremony involves basically running across uh this giant hall which you would in like regular graduation ceremonies walk down sedately mm-hmm. but here you're running across to get to the gates of the shollamans and get out but there's monsters all around so you're fighting monsters and the only way historically students have been able to get out is by forming alliances with like two or three people so like powerful alliances get through and the reason that these students have been sent to the school is because the outside world is much worse okay. for uh, magical students and not all kids are magical but the kids who are mm-hmm. monsters keep coming at them okay. so the school was built to protect them but something went wrong along the way which you do find out throughout the series especially in the second one mm-hmm. so the first book is set uh, like we get to know uh, the world a little bit and uh, this and we're looking at it through els eyes as well so she knows some things but doesn't know others so she's sort of we're getting to know the world and then the book itself or the series itself really forces us to reimagine not just school stories but also ideas of heroes and villains and how the world is supposed to work so like l thinks that this is the way the world is supposed to work or this is the way the school is supposed to work but then through all these sort of secret secrets that she unravels she realizes that actually we can just throw the rule book out and do things differently mm-hmm. which i completely love and the school itself becomes much more of a character especially in the second book mm-hmm. uh becomes a character who you don't know what its intents are you don't know if it's good or if it's evil what it's up to but it's just like i just love the characters i just love the world mm-hmm. and the third book I don't want to give up too much away but it, it takes place outside the school mm-hmm. but the school is a character in that as well and it starts off with L being this curmudgeon she's a curmudgeon throughout like she's grumpy and like whatever sarcastic but it's a way of survival and then but she's slowly sort of because she's like oh you know everyone wants me to be a dark sorcerer so fine i'm just not going <laughs> to be friends with anybody but then slowly in the second book she actually has friends she makes friends and she hates being rescued by orion all the time because he's like always rushing to save her and he's like excuse you i have and like her powers are a secret which is like i could like completely level the school down. do you know how tempting it is not to murder you right now but she she's just like she's this like i really loved her character because i think she was like i, I don't know if i'd like her as a friend mm-hmm. but i love her as like someone to read about and she makes friends and then 
she is really powerful but it's how she sort of navigates that power and all these other mysteries that are thrown in the way and unraveled and there's just a lot of emphasis on community i think because she starts off alone and then you find out different bits about her life about other characters life outside because it's so easy to just be in the school because you're like so like basically the school is full of monsters so you're both trying to survive the monsters in the school but then there's also secret dark which is in wizards who will kill students to sort of ingest their power oh. so you're trying to uh survive them as well so it's 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 survival it's school you just think... decides, decides to stay in bed all the time no 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 no, no 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 <laughs> i mean you could but sometimes uh there's like one of the walls in your rooms is just uh like it's the void i oh. think so if you fall in you're just like you're oh. gone so uh it's it's not a safe space <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not safe and like graduation there's no like breaks in between because you come in when you're what 11 or 12 or whatever and you leave so there's five years i think I, i yeah i don't remember the details but you're there throughout the five years so there's no visiting um family for breaks so you come in with all the things that you're going to need for the next to survive the next five years right. so there's not really much that you can bring in uh because you you don't know and uh, what you need <laughs> yeah you don't know what you need uh, because there's no yeah so like there are people who get out it's not like everyone dies most people die <laughs> there are some people who get out and then they're set for life mm-hmm. like they get into these magical communities called enclaves and once you're in an enclave it's like a visiting community or a magical community so there's all sorts of barriers and like walls and things mm-hmm. that will protect you from the monsters so it's only till you become an adult that you need this protection of the school because once you're out you're safe or no safe <laughs> not safe however safe-ish. it doesn't sound as if these enclaves are going to be very big if all the students are killed off pretty much well well that, that's that's it yeah so it's so that's the thing like there, there are a lot of things that they've taken for granted all this while like while the school has been built and like for generations they've been sending their kids here mm. uh, both powerful families as well as like really like sort of hot wizards i guess or hot witches and she's discovering all this so like we get into a stage when the world is shifting a little bit on she and both she and orion are responsible for that shift mm-hmm. and it just makes you question uh, like through her eyes and through the story and to reimagine uh like you know what sort of world they want to build and what sort of world they want to live in mm-hmm. and what sort of who's supposed to be a hero and what a hero is supposed to look like and who's supposed to be a dark witch and what they're mm-hmm. supposed i just i completely <laughs> love the series i know you're not a fan no you've kind of sold it a wee bit and i will try again i read the first one and i i'd only got halfway through i think um it was too similar and yet not similar enough mm-hmm. um to say somewhere like Hogwarts yeah. or even you know um a normal boarding, boarding school. school um and i wasn't sure i liked her um yeah. as you say she's quite grumpy yeah. and but also quite arrogant yeah. at some points yeah. and i was like mm, i'm not sure i like yeah. you yeah. um but i like the idea that you just sold that the school is like a character in mm-hmm. itself and which you don't know yeah. like i think one of the things that you struggled with and i struggled with a wee bit as well 
is that you're dropped into yes. the story midway like mm-hmm. she's already been in the school for 2 or 3 years yes. so she knows things that we don't know yes. and there's a lot of like um sort of what's it called slang i mm-hmm. guess or colloquialisms that fit into that world but we are not a part yes. of so to get th- but if you get through that a bit um and sort of muddle on through <laughs> i think it's just a fascinating like i love the magic system i love the magical school system and the characters that you get to know too and it's like the mysteries too like it both the first and the second book end on cliffhangers while the second book much more mm-hmm. and you just like oh my god what's going to happen next <laughs> and there's just a lot of plot twists that happen as well because like you know even though you're dropped in the middle of this confusing thing mm-hmm. you start taking things for granted as well and because you're looking at it from her eyes and then you're like oh wait right it, it doesn't need <laughs> to be this way and it's just so one of the things you know you said it reminded you of hogwarts so the interview that i was reading with naomi who's my friend Event, now uh-huh. yes yeah <laughs> so she said that so it was born of one of the reimagined things was this dracula this legend or whatever she'd heard the other was like she loves hogwarts she grew up on harry potter and she's just like as a parent um i started thinking about the health and safety risks and hazards <laughs> in hogwarts like do you really need a basement with a basilisk in it exactly. do you need a uh, fl- staircases that just decide to change their mind midway <laughs> so she went all in she's like oh i'm going to actually make the school worse mm-hmm. and uh, there's no safety like you don't know if you climb down the set of stairs you don't know if you're going to emerge out alive and the bottom <laughs> you don't know what's hiding in the nooks and crannies so she went all out just like the school is trying Fair to enough. kill them yeah <laughs> but is the school trying to kill them the question that we find out or is that the only thing it's doing because a lot so there's no sort of i guess sugar coating the amount of deaths that happen <laughs> like you know she's like i'm not getting attached to anyone because they're probably going to die tomorrow <laughs> are so we like, talking like george r r martin levels of death no no okay. no but you have to be prepared for people to die but it's not that kind of book no so it's not you're just a way of people yes you're, like it's mostly like people in the ba- what do they call them red shirts <laughs> it's like the that version yeah. of a fantasy thing of just people in the background just a lot of death happening so don't grow too attached okay. to people <laughs> but there's like a core group that sort of works together and Yeah there's like some sort of challenges as well it's just like within the sort of thing of this dark school there's friendships and communities and jokes and like i, I don't know like the way that they you know you survive difficult yeah. times so it's like this traumatic experience that's like they've sort of they're figuring and the teenagers as yeah. well there are no teachers in the school they have to teach themselves basically so they are in charge of their own education and if they don't so they can't just sort of like you know we in the library have like kids coming in skipping school in this case if they skip school it might lead to their death <laughs> so you know they well like you can skip school or you can die <laughs> so it, because all the education that there um, you can go in different directions and she chooses like a very researchy scholarly like it's all sorts of research they're researching themselves but you can choose to go in different there's like things like you can be a really good artifact creator or so different brand strands of magic but you have to commit to it because that's going to help you in the graduation ceremony or even like day to day survival survival yeah <laughs> so it's it's just a it's a very different even though it's really similar like magical schools yeah. and things for me it wasn't similar enough to harry potter mm-hmm. so it was almost like that was a language and tropes that mm-hmm. you knew but she was going 
Like, yeah, <laughs> rogue is right. <laughs> Naomi, she loves going rogue. So, yes. I would say that um, that was what I, I struggled with, that you weren't entering this school at year one. Yeah. You were kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. However, having now read Tams and Your, where you are just <laughs> plopped right uh-huh. into the middle of it, I would go back to read this, knowing that probably, like um, Gideon, it goes somewhere. Yeah. Oh, um, it does, yes. And I would want to see where that went. But yeah. I, I, not squeaky shoes, um, <laughs> I only gave it not even quite half the book. Yeah. Because I felt as if there was a book before it that I had missed. Yeah. Um, but perhaps if I had stuck with it, I But it also been... depends so much, right, on your mood, your life circumstances at that time I was reading both this and then I think I read Gideon in quick succession so I was just like oh I'm just reading I'm no books that's going, going. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know they're, they're gonna be hard work and like hopefully there's a payoff but there is there is a payoff like I think Gideon in this like in the last year I think a year and a bit I've read it my two top favorite like lifetime favorite series I just love these books so yeah. much so even if like you want to give them a chance but if somebody else wants to yeah, give them a chance absolutely. I would absolutely recommend it yeah. very annoyingly we only have the second book in Codebridge library but whichever library you go to you can request the first one which is what I had to do mm-hmm. um, so yeah we have all three books and they and are, is it a trilogy it is, is it death it's not like Tamsin Muir who was a trilogy and now is not well <laughs> it started off supposedly she started off as I know everything about Naomi now she started off <laughs> as, friend, uh, yes. Naomi, yes. <laughs> as a duology she wanted to just write two books uh-huh. and then she, when she started writing it like Tamsin it just grew mm-hmm. and uh, there was a middle book so like this book Book, uh, the, the last graduate became uh, sort of the extra book and then the last book is the golden enclave so it ends very satisfyingly and there's a bit of everything there's like action romance uh, sarcastic curmudgeon <laughs> you know <laughs> like this grumpy little uh, dark witch budding dark sorceress and just community friendship so there are a few tropes that you're rac- and saving the world of course mm-hmm. of okay. course uh, so there are like tropes you recognize from both fantasy series and boarding schools but it just I think sort of reinterprets them in a really interesting way. It's interesting as well that you said it depends what mood you're in. Um, uh, the book I was going to read for today is called Broken Light ah. by Joanne Harris. Mm. Um, and it's a retelling of Carrie. Sort of a retelling oh, of wow, Carrie. Okay. Um, but I gave it my usual 50 pages and I just couldn't get into it. Whether that's because I like Carrie so much mm-hmm. and this or whether. But I also think I wasn't in the right mood. Um, and in a couple of books' time, yeah. I might go back to it and yeah. try it again. Um, I think sometimes it depends what book you read just before that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and also, like, just, like, what sometimes you don't want to read something that's dark. No. And sometimes you don't want to read something that's hard work. No. You know, you want something that's light and easy and, like, easy payoff, not you don't have to work through it like Tamsin loves making us do. Tamsin yes. has also become my friend now, which I think <laughs> she's also on first name basis. I won't say if that's because she's actually my friend or it's because I don't know how to pronounce her oh, yeah. last name. <laughs> but, it's a mystery. Yeah. But yes, you're yeah. like you're right. In, it, yeah, it just depends so much. Like I think you're in different moods at mm-hmm. different times of the week even. Yes, and oh, yeah. the month and the year. Because sometimes you want a book that you can just read in one go on a wet Sunday afternoon. Absolutely. Um, 
but not have to remember anything about it when you're finished. No, and no. sometimes you do want like something that you can get right into, you can get yeah. your teeth into. And sometimes um, you want, like you know, you mentioned George R. R. Martin, his books. I had to sort of suspend life. Yes. <laughs> for those weeks that I was reading because I was so obsessed with them. Yeah. I was like, how dare I have to go to work and like earn a living? <laughs> when I just I want just to want to be, be in this yes. world right now. And yeah. See what Whereas there are other books that will make it sort of emotionally sort like destroy you yes. and then you have to don't want to be a person yeah. and some are just like happy and fluffy and exactly. light and things exactly so yeah because um, Scarlet um, the book I read um, was just nice after the book I had read before it was quite a kind of gory crime oh, right. um, and although this has got vampires in it it's not no. kind of gory and it's, it's not about not, them really no, I mean no. they're there but yeah. it's more of an adventure story yeah, exactly. rather than anything yeah. else no um, I think you've absolutely sold that book to me I haven't yeah. read The Scarlet Pimpernel I'm going to put this on my it's list it's a lovely cover as well and at the back of it the author does talk about how she grew up reading things like um, Scarlet Pimpernel oh. um, seeing these new superheroes develop after that yeah. like I love The Shadow um, The Phantom you know as I say Bruce Wayne Batman you know all these kind of things that had a double life yeah um, and you know just that kind of seemed to be the first kind of superhero without being yeah. a superhero I love it that's so it's in conversation that's what I love about retellings they're both in conversation with the present and the past yeah. like they're mixing it together in a way that's really interesting yeah, I think uh-huh, yeah. No, yeah. Uh-huh. so I think B is super happy uh, I'm speaking for I'm spe- I spoke for <laughs> Noe of Noe of Noe I spoke for Tamsin might as well speak for B she's super happy with she's us, super Jenny. happy yeah. Um, so yes yeah, so uh, do you know what our next episode is going to be I do I think B listens sometimes far too much to what we're talking about uh-huh. and often hears our tummy rumbling while oh. recording mm. so next one is snacks and supplies oh nice I think we must come armed with yes. snacks and supplies <laughs> I yeah. think there will be discussion of what we eat when we're reading I love, as well, oh, if love indeed it. we do oh yes um, but yes yeah, snacks and supplies yes um, sounds great yeah. I'm already excited to <laughs> see what I'm gonna find yeah recommend to both you Absolutely. and me yes so uh, thank you so much for listening we'll see you next time bye bye